you damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Tuesday. A lot of basketball going on, getting ready for the Sweet 16. Unfortunately, the Texas women will not be a part of it. They got hit by a big old flock of Cardinals last night. We'll hit a little bit of that. There's a lot of football stuff out there today. You know football never dies for us around here. And in advance, we would like to thank a Heisman Trophy winner, and let's face it, a guy that probably should have won the thing for doing stuff that are that's highly entertaining and will get us talking today. Also, we got a basketball expert coming up at 105 to give us a national perspective on the Sweet 16. Should be a fun one. It's Chad and Zay on this Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined by the one and only Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What's up, Chad? Feeling good today. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy to hear Jonathan Brooks and Malik Murphy are on the field. First day back from spring break at practice. Good to hear. And, yeah, Horde's got Xavier on Friday. Tough loss last night, but, hey, it happens sometimes. Yeah, I was going to make sure you had seen that Malik Murphy story. You were who I thought of first with the backup quarterback update there. That is great news to hear that Malik Murphy, after all that time trying to deal with this foot injury, a foot ankle, whatever it is that he's been, uh, you know, dealt and the fact that he is able to go, I believe it's full practice, right? He was able to go full participant? Yeah. I think that's right. So that's right. good for him. I uh, hope Malik Murphy is able to get right in that discussion for backup quarterback uh, for Texas. They continue spring practice, spring game right around the corner. And, uh, yes, last night the Texas women's basketball team, 73-51. Uh, Zay, yesterday you talked about Louisville. You talked about Haley Van Lith. And that attitude she's got. And she brought the attitude along with 21 points last night. And unfortunately for Texas, man, the injury bug has just hit them at the wrong time all throughout the season. Rory Harmon got banged up in the game. She was only able to give him 10. And now she did give him 37 minutes, but it was she was she got banged up during it. She, as always, tough as hell, scrapping through it, getting through it, but she was not herself throughout that game, uh, unable to give give them what she needed to. But uh, Texas was not good enough, so uh, it's rough, especially in the women's side where you get home. If you get a home game first and second round, not to get to the Sweet 16, Zay, it's just a big disappointment. And I know Vic Schaefer would tell us that today. Yeah, you know the, the team this season, it took a turn when Leah Moore tore her ACL, and she was going to be so huge for their success. And you just knew as good as this team was, as good as Rory Harmon is, as good as, you know, Shaylee Gonzalez has been this year, just that was going to come back to haunt them sooner or later. And Coach Schaefer, I salute him for him apologizing about the performance last night. He said he takes full responsibility. A lot of coaches wouldn't say that. And he knows that this team, he had some really good players on this team. And the expectations at Texas with what they've done these two years that he's been here, for them to lose second round at home is definitely defensive. But they'll bounce back next year. They have a lot of girls coming back. And, yeah, Haley Van Liff, just a dog. She, yeah. You saw her talking to Sonya cool. Morris after the game, that little incident. Whatever happened there, I don't know. But, yo, don't let the look fool you. She might look all cute and blonde and, you know, ditzy and bubbly. Hell no. Nah. That's a killer inside of her. Mm-hmm. Those shots that she was hitting, they were so skilled. And, you know, going back to Coach Schaefer, I don't think they played her the right way. 
you know, for somebody like that, you got to go over every screen. They were allowing her to have, you know, just drop coverage with the big man. When she would come off those screens and, you know, Rory Harman wouldn't go over or under, she would just kind of get hit by the screen. Somebody has to be there. Mm -hmm. And it just made it too easy for her to get those mid-range jumpers, those shots in the lane. And she does a good job of using her body to create separation and hit a couple of threes. And when you play 40 minutes like her, 21 points, she was the reason why Lou Louisville got the dub at the Moody Center last night. So definitely tough loss, but at the end of the day, this is March Madness, and hey, if you have a bad game, that's what could happen. Yeah, and another big part of this game was in a game when your opponent doesn't shoot well from three, you need to be better than they are, and Texas was really bad. Uh, Louisville was 3 of 13 from beyond the arc. That's terrible. It's 23%. Texas was 1 for 10. Couldn't get the couldn't get the three pointers to connect. So Longhorn season done there on the women's side. Obviously, we're getting ready for the men's game against Xavier on Friday. So we will talk basketball. Our guy Scott Spinelli is back at 105. The former uh, Boston College interim coach hosts a uh, podcast, The Breakdown, on the Believe Network. We've had him on a couple times, getting ready for the bracket last week, previewing the first part of the bracket. Now, what does he think about the Sweet 16? He's the guy that told us to take Miami. He said, these guys are playing great. He also liked that Duke run, which obviously ended, but he really liked Miami out of the ACC. We'll see what he thinks. Uh, uh, and I, and we got to ask him, too, Zay, his connections with A&M. He was pretty high on the Aggies. He thought they would play well. And I just want to know what he thinks about it. Because to me, they just ran it, flat ran out of gas at the end right. of the season. I want to know what he thought of Penn State A&M, because that was way uglier than a lot of people thought it would be. Yeah, the way that A&M likes to play – doesn't translate with the way the officials have been calling this tournament. Yep. They like to get to the line. They like to use their physicality. And if you're not calling nothing like the refs did in that Penn State game, which forced Texas A&M to shoot, what, 29 threes, 10 for 29? Or, yeah, that's just not what Buzz Williams' team wants to do. And Penn State, on the other side, they hit a lot of threes, which you got to give a lot of love to Coach Terry and their staff for making them go 8 for 26. And because you only play one day at the same arena, most of the time you could stay hot. Mm -hmm. And you have to have really good defense, and the Horns did that, which the Aggies did not. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to ask Coach that. So we got uh, Spinelli coming up at 105. At 205, we'll dig into this Mel Kuyper mock draft after free agency. Some interesting stuff about where he thinks the Texans and Cowboys could land in the uh, first round and who they could end up with. Speaking of the NFL, let's start with some football today. We have a couple of gifts for you. At 12.30, there's a Deion Sanders gift. He sat in front of the assembled media with a black cowboy hat on <laughs> and said some of the weirdest stuff I've ever heard in my life. We'll get to that at 12.30. But this guy gets top billing today because out of nowhere, Zay, we got a gift on the day. I didn't even know it was happening. On uh, the day of the Auburn Pro Day. Today's Auburn Pro Day. And apparently, for college kids, right, trying to get to the NFL. That is correct. Generally, okay. pro, I, th I appreciate the clarification. Yeah, I just that, want to make sure good. what we're talking about here. It's not for random 55-year-old <laughs> Auburn fans that just want to show up and throw the ball. That's not how it works. No, 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 no. It's not some war eagle old person's program. Yeah, because remember, at Texas Pro Day, David Ash looked good. David Ash looked good slinging that ball around yes. to, you know, whoever yeah. – was, you know, doing their pro day. But, which, that, but that was to help the receivers, right? Oh, okay. That was to help them. I'm just saying, it Dwayne The Rock Johnson should be giving David Nash a call. That's all I'm <laughs> now, saying. That may be true. Yeah, that may be true as well. So we hear that over the last few days, 
one Cam Newton has decided he's going to be a part of Pro Day today. He even put out a social media video to preview it, and Cam Newton was not staying away from his own ego. Let's hear from Cam. Tell me how these randoms keep getting jobs. Don't worry about it. I'm going to say I can't wait to say I love it. I love it. (laughs) The beat's the best part. The beat's the best part. Easily. It's fire. I'm not going to lie. Beat's great. I'm seeing a lot of people totaling the idea, and it's official. I will be throwing at Auburn's Pro Day Tuesday. 118! So, Chad, you got to tell the people what's going on in the video. As of this moment, so right now, you're seeing a lot of quick cuts of Cam Newton throwing the ball to receivers. The interesting note is that 90% of those shots are the receiver catching the ball. You're not seeing Cam release the ball. You just see Cam talking. Cam talking, and then they immediately cut away from him when he's about to throw the ball. You see one throw from Cam at the very end of the video, and Zay, where is his weight going on that throw? back leg, baby. Oh, my God. back leg. Back into the side. Back into the side, and he's on one foot. One foot back into the side. Show him you could do with all, Cameron. Oh, my. Show him you could do with all. This is that same hunger that you had when you were at Blinn Junior College. <laughs> this is that same hunger you had when you were stealing computers at Florida. Post-Florida. Yeah, post-Florida, <laughs> and you realize, yo, I could be the man. You oh. need that. I oh dig my it. God. Okay. I dig it. Let's go back in time a little bit. Cam Newton, 2018. His best year in completion percentage at 68%. With the Patriots in 2020, say what you will, but 66% completions. Tough. But Zay, in 2021, five starts, 0-5, four touchdowns, five picks. And there were times with the Carolina situation and New England where he couldn't get the ball 15 yards down the field accurately if if you paid him $5 million to do it. Yeah, the shoulder's shot. So is that shoulder has, has something happened? Have they been able to could they did they inject into his shoulder what they injected into Sasser's groin? Ah. That's what I because you rightly you know pointed out yesterday that that is the new miracle drug. Oh, that's incredible what they did with him. If they got that into Cam's shoulder, maybe. And let me be clear, I'm not one of those Cam haters. His story's amazing. He's so entertaining to me. He's a magical dude. That smile is incredible. The his attitude when it's all going right. Now he's a front running kind of guy. Yeah. Because I've also talked about his mopey leadership. He is a super mopey leader. But when it goes right for Cam, he's awesome. He's magic. He's fun to watch. I just don't know if that shoulder will activate anymore. The last few times I saw him try, say to hit like a twelve yard route, something ten, you know, dick, whatever it was. Even little swing passes and stuff, his shoulder and his arm will not do what he wants them to do. Right. So what happens today? Because today, when the pro scouts are there at Auburn and he starts to throw, they're not going to look away. They're not going to look at the receiver. They frankly don't care about the receiver at that point. They're going to watch Cam, and then they're going to watch the ball. Does he, does he hit the window? Because he hadn't been hitting NFL windows accurately for a consistently for a while. Yeah, and he's injury prone. He's not accurate. And him at his best throughout his career was not being a pocket quarterback. It was doing everything really good. 
and mm-hmm. sometimes great. He had that it factor about him when he was at his best, from Auburn to his MVP season to, like, getting to the Super Bowl. And a lot and of quarterback it, run stuff, too. A lot of quarterback yeah. run stuff, yeah. exactly, which, due to his injury proneness, you won't be doing that if yeah. you're smart. So he's like a – I mean, in a way, like – He's a, you know, he what is he, you know, 6'4", 245, 250 or whatever. I'd be bigger than that. He and Roethlisberger, to me, have always, I always compared the two of them just in terms of the size, but Ben always had, you know, Ben had the better arm in yeah. terms of, especially now, especially after the injuries with Cam, it just deteriorated. And Ben Roethlisberger's toughness is unmatched. Yeah, that's true. And, and Cam is one of those guys that I feel bad for sometimes because I think there's probably been 10 instances where I thought he should have get, somebody should have got called for roughing the passer, but they hit him. Yeah. It's like when Shaq used to get fouled. Right, right. Yeah, it's just not. It's, it's unfair. So, yeah, I, I hope this works. I hope he slangs it today. He's going to be 34 years old in May. Nah, I ain't, ain't going to cut it. I hope he slangs it. But then this notion of, look, if you wanted to do this, that's different. Going to get yourself back into the eyes of NFL scouts, man, I get that. But, Zay, why throw out a video that says, why are these randos getting jobs? Yeah, don't disrespect the league. We just talked about LeBron James and the tweet he had when he was like, man, I'm watching knee pass right now, and I right. see Bronny. He's better than a lot of these guys. Like, come on. You know how tough the NFL is. You need to understand. I get it. You're confident in yourself. It's cool to be confident. That's big. You need that to be an NFL quarterback. But he's also delusional. And that's what these these NFL GMs and coaches see with him. Mm-hmm. And he brings that, like, ignorance to the locker room, too. Like, when you see him saying, oh, these randos, 32 teams, how can these mother effers do this? Like, oh, yeah. you know, that's – these coaches and guys are like, yo, Cam. Right. Stay in your lane, like bro. The, there's not 32 MFers better than me and yeah. all that. Like, let's – again, go through the league in your mind. Give me somebody right now that you've seen start in the NFL the last two years that you would take Cam Newton before them right now. I'm looking at a list right now. Oh, man. Who's the guy? Who's the guy? I can't find nobody. I know you'd take Heineke before him. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I'm just rolling through the league. Let me just think. Would you take Sam Howell over him? I'd need to watch each one of them throw, but probably. Oh, man, that's cool. I think Sam, for Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell's arm's probably a little more activated right now. Yeah, absolutely. At his young age, he has a little bit more juice. What about Desmond Ritter? Ritter can sling it better. Yeah. That arm, that arm sling is there. Now, does he have the rest of it? I have no clue, but i got to have an arm. Yeah. Sam Ellinger. Ooh, yeah, I take Sam. It's take Sam? Close, yeah. Right. You get you get all the stuff that Sam brings. By the way, locker room wise, oh my God, there's no comparison yeah, with those close. two. That's not even close. But so, but you remember Chad after the Super Bowl and his press conference. That's where everything turned. Yes, when the when the Broncos when he had beat him. the petty press conference, didn't want to talk to nobody, wasn't really a professional. I get it. You just lost in the Super Bowl. It's very depressing. Especially, you know, somebody when Cam's at his highs, he's at his highs. And we saw that night when he was at his lows, he right. went real low. But you're still an NFL quarterback. There's a certain way you have to carry yourself. Right. You have to eat that situation. You have to. Either eat it or walk away. One of the two. Why you see this pass. Don't sit there and, and be mopey for like don't do three, that. four minutes. Don't do that. It NFL, such a bad look. NFL quarterback. And that's a big part of the reason why you don't have a job now. Because you could have a job just being in the locker room. 
Yes, you're a former MVP. You've been there. You've done that at the highest level. If your mind was right, you could be on the NFL roster and you would get a chance. But your mind ain't right. Well, because the thing he, he he's got the wrong number. He's thinking 32. He is one of 64. If he wants to be. Yeah. And you know who wants to be today and is okay with it today that he needs to learn from? Jameis. Mm-hmm. Somebody texted in, didn't Cam steal a lobster from a grocery store too? No, 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 no. You're thinking of Jameis Winston <laughs> yeah, James. and crab legs. Wrong That's black quarterback. That is wrong. That, no, 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 no. That is right. And yeah, remember, all grocery stores do not look alike. All right. So, um, Cam Newton has not gotten to that moment, Zay. He thinks he's one of 32, especially when he's stating it this way. All these randos. By the way, that he clearly doesn't – he knows what the word rando means. But, like, come on, Cam. Randos don't get NFL jobs. Specifics do. Specific guys. A rando would be just literally a, a fan walks out of the stands. And, come on. We all don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't, don't. He's insulting the system at that yeah. point. Yeah, and that's not how you get back in the league. No, we're doing all the wrong things. I would agree with you there. If you give us, if you have some thoughts on Cam Newton, let us know. We'll discuss it today. Is there somebody you would take Cam Newton over? Somebody said Danucci, Ben Danucci, who's now trying to get a little bit in the XFL. And you need a drive in the NFL, and you don't know anything about your team. Do you want Cam Newton or Ben Danucci taking the snaps? Because in that case, I think I go Cam Newton. Oh man, I think I'll go Cam on that one. Yeah, I'll probably go Cam. <laughs> That good, nice job, like, Texter. Well like if, if I had well if I had AJ McCarron and I had Cam Newton on my squad, it'd be the longest quarterback battle you've ever seen in your life. We're literally, we're literally gonna see who who runs on the field today. Who's gonna be the one who runs on the field? It's gonna be so suspenseful. Just. I have no idea. Like, I, my mind could change in the locker room just from looking at the quarterback's eyes. I give my speech like, y'all ready to go? I look at Cam. I see his eyes. And I'm like, I don't know if he's ready. I look at AJ. I see that horrible bat tattoo. And I'm like, yo, I don't think this guy's ready at all either. And then I remember, oh, man, this Cam. I look over and I see Cam's attire in his locker room. <laughs> in his locker. And I'm like, good grief. Like, what am I got myself into? That'd be the Longest quarterback battle of my life. Welcome back to the game. We're midway through the third quarter. If you're just tuning in, Coach Collier still hasn't chosen a quarterback. He's been running Wildcat all day long with Bijan Robinson. Yo. By the way, they're up 21 in case you need I it. will take that over <laughs> AJ and Cam any day. Oh, my God. Bijan Rojan Wildcat all game long. Some, it don't matter. Somebody said his mind started to get scrambled when he lived too close to College Station. Ah, oh, the Blinn College reference. Yeah. Maybe that is that, is that what Yo, it was. Texas changed his life. He needed to be in Texas. Okay, somebody says, oh, Zach Wilson. Somebody says, Cam over Zach Wilson oh, any day. Hell no. You take Wilson? Yes. Okay. That's a that's a battle for me. Yeah, that's a battle. I'll have that discussion. That ain't no battle for me. I was like Zach, you got the job as long as you bring your fine ass mama around. Oh, <laughs> well, that's, <a> t- <laughs> that's all you're looking for. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. You know, bring her around just a little bit. Talk to the team. I you see. Know. Okay. Uh, the other thing uh, we we're gonna get to today is we need your help, listeners. We want you to tell us about the grudges that you want to see end. The fights that you want to see end because we have had the ending to an all-time great fight today in sports. An all-time great grudge. Today, Tom Herman and Drew Locke have buried the hatchet. 
Oh, come on. They went to play golf. Apparently, there were backpacks to be worn and talked about. They both made the little backpack reference on an Instagram or social media post. So I need to know, if Tom Herman and Drew Locke can end the feud, what feuds do you want to see end? That's what we want to know today. You know, Tom Herman, he did some things while he was the head coach at the University <laughs> of Texas. Yes, he did. From headbutting head folks. That was one. Flicking yeah. off the camera. That was one. And and this one. This one. <laughs> walking like a penguin and mocking the, mocking opposing the other quarterback, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. as the head coach of the University of Texas. Again, reason why Eric Musselman ain't getting the job. Mm-hmm. Right. Conduct unbecoming. Yes. He had three of them. Big ones. Three big ones you just named. Those were huge for Tom oh, Herman. So, and at the Alamo Bowl, too. Like, think about what we're Texas. We're here in San Antonio. We shouldn't be here for one. In a bowl game where who was the MVP? Gosh, who was it? The punter. Oh, my Lord. Remember that? I forgot about that. Remember when Michael Dixon won the MVP? By the way, he is good. He deserved it. Yeah, he's good. He was the elite performer of that (laughs) night for both teams, and he needed to get the MVP. But that's probably not the game where you go mocking the other team's quarterback. Wow, what a time. Might want to breathe. Might want to breathe. But if Tom Herman and Drew Locke can bury the hatchet, I want to know what hatchets do you want to see buried. Someone has already texted in Republicans and Democrats. Stop that what now? Stop stop it for our nation. That's what they want. I got one for you, They got to fix that one. I got one for you. That may be the best one of the day. I need Steve Sarkeesian to end the beef with old boy that he yelled at before the Alamo Bowl game. Where he just cussed out that was just trying to do his job. Maybe today we could just make it about Alamo Bowl beefs. (laughs) (laughs) What grudge happened at the Alamo Bowl that you want to (laughs) fix? Let's talk about that. All right, so let us know. The Specs text line is there for you, 337-3776. Oh, but the wackiness is not done this hour because up next, Deion Sanders says something that I have heard him say. I've listened to the sound. I'm still not sure I understand what he's talking about. We will try to decipher it next on The Horn. Had in Zay. Every time one starts like this, I feel like I need to know exactly what it is. My reputation. Huh. I feel like I might know that voice. Um, anthrax. There you go. There we go. Okay. There you go. What's it called? Madhouse. Ah, yes. It's a madhouse. Some of this older anthrax, I'm not always able to identify immediately, but I do know Joey's voice. Joey Belladonna, great name for a lead singer. Yeah. Anthrax, one of the big four of thrash metal. Love me some Anthrax. I've seen Anthrax live a couple of times. It's good stuff. Anthrax opening for Ozzy. Anthrax opening for Iron Maiden. It's a yes, good it's e- fire. It's a good evening, kids. Yeah, Anthrax is really good. And Zay, again, I will tell you, Anthrax is that band that did the mesh up with Public Enemy. They were such oh, so dope. They were such big PE fans. It was silly. I saw an interview once with Scott Ian, bass player from Anthrax, and 
he just started reciting every word to bring the noise on his own, just standing there. Yeah. So, oh, you guys like, I heard you guys like Public Enemy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And for, they just started going. It was incredible. And then they end up going on tour with them, and it was great. Anthrax gets us started today. We'll, uh, we're postponing our musical album discussions until next week because of the tournament, because we got a lot of Sweet 16 to get into. Remember, Friday evening, Texas is the last game that will tip off uh, with Texas and Xavier, but we've got plenty uh, of games to get to for uh, for the next week. It's going to be a lot of fun, some good matchups, and I think, Zay, the game right before Texas may end up being the best one. Miami-Houston? That Houston-Miami game feels like it could be something. Mm. I like that game. Now, Thursday's games are Michigan State-Kansas State, which could be good, too. Uh, Arkansas-UConn. That could be really nice. That's going to be a really good game. FAU-Tennessee. The Zaga-UCLA game feels like it could be really good despite that UCLA injury. And then you got the four games on Friday, San Diego State-Bama. May or may not be good. We'll see. But like you said, San Diego State's a physical-ass team. They're so physical. They'll get after you. Then Miami-Houston, then Princeton-Creighton, and then Xavier and Texas. Well, yeah, San Diego State basically has nine starters. Is that they right? Play, yeah, they, they, go that deep? they don't play anybody over 30 minutes. That's how deep they go. By the way, I'm not saying they have to win it or anything, but I know a lot of people like the Creighton pick, and we're picking them to get, you know, get through to the Sweet 16. Now what an opportunity for them to be staring at a 15 seed. That's a big-time opportunity. I know Princeton's playing well, yeah. but, but Creighton's supposed to win that game and advance, so we'll see if they can do it. Yeah, we'll see. I like what Ryan Nemhard did the other night with the 30 points that he put up. And we saw firsthand when they came to the mood. They're a really good team. I've been saying all year long, they have one of the best starting fives in the league. It's just, especially with the no calls chat, it allows those guys to stay in the game a lot. Yeah, it just so goes. Not, they right. just go. They don't get into foul trouble, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you're Coach McDermott, you love that. So yeah, no doubt. That's, you're seeing those guys that play a lot of heavy minutes, they're able to stay in the game due to the lack of fouls being called. And that's another team that I know Scott Spinelli liked advancing in the tournament. We'll talk to him at 105, get his thoughts on Miami, who he told us about last week on that team, and what does he like about these matchups, and what does he think of Texas and their option, or their option, their opportunity to get by Xavier. Also, Chad, everybody on the specs, text line, land us know, Texas Bowl. The Texas Bowl. Not Alamo Bowl. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you, guys, especially since I should remember that game. I was there. That was the game where it was super cold outside. We did a little bit of pregame in outside and it was so cold in that parking lot. Uh, but I did go to the game, and I remember somebody – in fact, it was Jeff Howe who asked me during the game, like who, who says during the game, I don't know if I can vote for Michael Dixon as the MVP. And I just said back to him, but what if he is? <laughs> and he was. I mean, I've never, ever watched a game where the MVP was clearer than that one. Ever. What? Maybe other than like a Barry Sanders bowl game or something, a Bo Jackson performance back in the day. Right, right. Michael Dixon was clearly the best player on either team. He's one of the best punters in the NFL, too. Dude, he, he was chunking those lawn darts in that game where it would bounce on the one, stop on the two and a half. Yo, those Australians, man. And dudes like Chris Boyd and Holton Hill, they were just out there for you to talk about. Sometimes guys look like they're out there for cardio. That's all they did on punt sometimes. Yeah. Just a little bit of cardio and then go pick up the ball and hand it to the official. They weren't even needed sometimes. It's crazy. All right, so Tom Herman and Drew Locke did make up 
So we want to know what grudges do you want to see end in the world of sports or the world at large. Someone's already said Republicans and Democrats. Hey, we're all for that. Let's end some grudges around here today. But we do need to get you this Deion Sanders sound because we also kind of have to have an old person's discussion today about football and numbers. So, Zay, this is Deion Sanders. He had already said, apparently, that his guys needed to earn their numbers. Is that right? Yeah, he said that. Okay, needed to earn the numbers, and a media member decided to try to, to clarify what ha- what that meant or why it's happening, and here's Dion. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Computer. Uh-oh. Oh, come on, Boulder. Glitch. Uh-oh. Come on, Boulder. You can do it. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, something's going on with the computer right okay. now. So, Dion Sanders. Okay, it's coming up. Stay. All right, we get it? Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There we go. Uh, the decision to have the kids earn their jersey numbers. Yeah. Is there a story behind that? And no. That I'm old school. Um, anybody here over, over 45? <laughs> Didn't we have to earn every darn thing we got? Yeah. Ain't nobody gave us nothing. So this whole new thing. First of all, we got this new thing now in college football about double numbers. We didn't. We had. We didn't have. If somebody gave you a double number in college, that assured that you weren't gonna play. <laughs> that, that's just how it was, wasn't it? Now it's it's like normal, and you gotta earn stuff. Ain't nobody giving you nothing. We got kids. They play the snap, you know. And you want to be one, one. You know what number one meant back in the day for us? That you were that one. Now you got number one getting the frame toe out of him out there on the field. Like, come on, you got to be crazy. Now it's a fight in the stands because the mama's wearing number one and her son, her baby, getting murdered out there. You know, like, come on. Like, it, it's just a new day. Single digits was something you, you had to be him. You had to be him. Now you got Lyman one zeros and threes. Okay, if I give a Lyman that number, the DB or the receiver or the running back can't take that big number. So now I got a deficit of numbers. So all this stuff is strategic, but I'm old school, man. All right, it, it's officially happened, Zay. I have lived long enough to see Deion Sanders become an old man. This he, is it? He's now become an old coach. This is the fir- is one of the ways we'll know. That is so funny that he's going into that that discussion of it. There's a lot of things coaches will try that always make me laugh along this line, whether it's decals on the helmets or things like that. But I don't know if I've ever heard of the number. Back in the day, well, they, they didn't. They didn't. Did they ever give us anything? Yeah, Dion, they gave you numbers. What are you talking about? Like, of course, yes, numbers. It's real basic. It's a basic, basic thing. Even the guys on the practice squad and traveling squad that are never going to see the field, they get a number. They do. They do. You can't. What are you going to do? Say you're going to get right to the last week, right before you start playing, and your best receiver, your number one receiver, has no number. Is that what you're going to do? Come on. What, what are we talking about? Yeah, usually it goes to the guys that have been there the longest, like the vets. Usually they get priority sure. on, seniority what number, on, numbers. Yeah, seniority yeah. on what number you get to choose. Or 
it goes on size, especially on like the high school level. The big guy gets the biggest number or whatever the number, the yeah. biggest size is, you get that. It could be one, it could be 92, but whatever that is, whoever weighs 300 some pounds, you get that number. You get the big jersey. You get the big jersey. <laughs> right. That's just what it is. So I don't, I kind of get what Dion's talking about because he was number two at Florida State. And there are guys that you've just seen in the history, like Allen Iverson, everybody wanted to have three and stuff, but that was because of Allen Iverson. That was because Allen Iverson wore three just because, I don't know, he wore three when he played right. in football at Virginia in high school. It looked good, it too. Yeah, it looked good. Made it look good. Or I don't, maybe it was number 10. Either way, he wore that in high school, number three in, in basketball, and he went on to Georgetown. So I kind of get what Deion's saying, but this goes back to the just – Dion talking nonsense. Oh, we need guys that, you know, are all linemen and stuff. I want them to have single-parent homes. And I want my quarterbacks to <laughs> right. be educated and two-parent household stuff. Like, Dion with his cowboy hat on, he's just saying nonsense. The thing I like, if he, he maybe he just didn't get specific enough. Somebody's saying he's just saying they all want certain numbers and they have to earn it. Now, if he wants to tell me he's got two guys that want, like, number five, let's say. They're both receivers, and they both want to wear number five. And he's gonna say, "Well, well, let's do a we'll do a two day battle, and whoever wins gets five. How about that? That I understand. You want to do a couple drills for a couple whatever, but you can't threaten. This is the college level thing versus the pros. In the pros, you're to me, you're allowed to do any of that you want. You're saying you can say guys have to earn their number, guys have to earn the star on the helmet. Jimmy Johnson did that, but Zay he had cuts coming up when he said that, so he could just cut a guy." He didn't. You don't make the roster. You don't get the star on your helmet. You're allowed to say that in the pros if you like. It's a little silly, but it worked. In college, you cannot threaten. You can't say you have to work to earn something that if on game day, if I send you on the field without it, we get a penalty. You can't do that. You have to earn the Longhorn on your helmet. Who was it that did that? Was that Charlie Strong? Tom Herman? Somebody did that here recently. They have to earn the Longhorn on their helmet. You can't send them out there without a logo. You're just, it's a, that's like another way of saying you either make the team or you don't. But don't do that. You have to earn the Longhorn logo. Oh, okay. You're not sending them out there for a game without a logo on their helmet. I don't think. Now that you probably could do. But in Dion's case, he literally can't send a guy out there with a blank jersey on. They're going to throw a flag. Right. I think you get penalized for that. They need a number. You can't, you can't have no number. Yeah. I was always double-digit number, 33 guy. Yeah. But I was never the best player. So if I was the best player on your team, then we weren't going to win many games. I was always all right. Okay. But did you, I was fine with 33. Did you choose 33 in the beginning and yeah. you just stuck? Yeah, just okay. stuck. Stayed around. And I realized there were a lot of good players that wore that number. It was Bird, Scotty Pippen. Yeah, Charlie Strong is the one that did that. I think you text her for Jeez, reminding Charlie. me of that. Yeah, just kind of I'm not kind surprised of crazy. there. All right, somebody texted us a feud they want to see end. Uh, this is Daryl. I want to see Roger Waters in the feud with Dave Gilmore and Pink Floyd. Hallelujah. Let's end the musical feuds. We have way too many of these. Lead singer hates the rest of the band. Guitar player won't talk to the band. Can we end this? Can we get rid of this? I give, give you one that my daughter wants to have end. Can we get rid of this Taylor Swift and the former producer thing? Can they figure this out to where she's not having to re-record entire albums? Can he please give her a cut or give her the masters or whatever it is she needs? Please? No, he was in there with her when she was shooting in the gym. Take, Yeah, but take he, he still should take his cut. Take your cut, man, but don't take it all. 
Come on. Yeah, that's a little greedy. A little crazy. All right, so let's end these feuds today. If Tom Herman and Drew Locke can do it, we're trying to find out the other feuds you want to see end. Plus, we got Dion saying you got to earn that number, and we've got Cam Newton thinking he can re-earn a number, re-earn one of 32 in the NFL. He's going to throw at Auburn's Pro Day today. What could it look like? He turns 34 in May. Uh, could he factor into the NFL moving forward? We're talking about that today as well. we got Scott Spinelli coming up, talking tournament at 105. Up next in the crap bag, the Antoine Davis update. So close, yet so far away. And great news for a great one. Next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Yes, indeed. Tuesday before the Sweet 16 cranks up. Spirit in the sky. Oh, man. I always screw this one up. Let me see. Is this Steeler's Wheel? No. Damn it. All right, who is it? Norman Greenbaum. Oh, see, it's a weird name that I never get. Steelers wheel is something else. Steelers wheel is like stuck in the middle with you or something. Norman Greenbaum? Yeah. Should have gone with a different name. That's where you need. There are sometimes when the bands think too much about the name. That's one where you don't think enough. Yeah, it's him and some other guy. Come on, Norm. I don't know if it was a band. Let's think about it, Norm. George Fenton? Get after it. Going with that name would be better. Yeah. Yeah, that would probably be a little better. It's All a right. jam, though. It's a classic. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a wonderful song. Norman Greenbaum and Anthrax getting us started today. Uh, lots of good stuff on the board. The football, some weird football stories today. Cam Newton throwing at Auburn's Pro Day. No, you're not listening to a best of. Uh, he's going to be 34 in May. And he still thinks he's one of 32. In fact, he's ripping on the 32, and he's saying randos are getting jobs in the NFL. All right, Cam, let's see it. Sling it. Let's see if you can still do it. That's today. Deion Sanders says you got to earn that jersey number at Colorado, even the flashy numbers. Not all numbers. Not not it. He's not just talking about every you know the high number, 60s and no. He's talking about every number. How does it work? No clue. Because deep down. Dion knows that in a recruiting discussion, if the player said, if the player's a badass five star and says, Coach, sorry, Coach Prime, I would like to wear 80, he probably gets to if he's good enough. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. And just like Dion's talking about, back in the day, did they give us anything? Yeah, dude, they gave you a ton because you're Dion Sanders. <laughs> you think anybody fought with him when he said he wanted to wear two? No. He's Dion. He got to wear two. I know. Dion acts like. All of his talent, like, yes, he worked hard, but just that 4-2-40 wasn't, like, God-given a little bit. You know? <laughs> Come on. Just, like, his genes. Like, he has good genes. He absolutely does. Oh, yeah. No. Ancestors, probably pretty athletic. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so we got Dion. We got little Cam Newton. We got uh, Tom Herman and Drew Locke burying the hatchet. 
We want to know which grudges you want to see. Somebody and said Pedro Martinez and Don Simmer. Dang. <laughs> Yo, he threw that old man on the ground. He That's... did. I don't know if, first off, I don't know if Don Simmer's still with us. Oh. Uh. I gotta check that. I don't think you think he went to the funeral. I think. Ooh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Don Zimmer. Yeah, 2014. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, that was rough. That was tough. You can't say that's a language barrier, Pedro. You, you can't say that. Yeah. Oh, and and by the way, as much as I love to be, I am a Yankee hater. Do not root for the Yankees in any situation. I am a Rangers and Braves fan, so I got a lot of reasons to hate the Yankees. Zimmer was in the wrong. Zimmer was in the wrong. You rushed Pedro Martinez and you were shocked when he put you to the ground? That's your fault, old man. He was like wobbling over there. He's not rushing him. Was he there? This wasn't like Bill Goldberg going in for a spear. This was like a wobble, like Danny DeVito penguin over there to Pedro. And yeah. Remind me, was this fantasy camp? (laughs) No. Or was this an actual maybe major league game? This is Yankees-Red Sox. It's a playoff game, too, yes. as I recall. It was in October. It was an October playoff baseball game, and you put the pinstripes on, and you rushed Pedro Martinez. You get what you get. The dude's 80-something. No, no, no. Um, he's the bench coach. <laughs> he happens to be 80-something, but he rushed him. I'm sorry. I, I, I totally agreed with Pedro on that if one. It- in addition to being the Yankee hater, I think the Yankee was in the wrong there. If an old man charged me right now, or randomly I'm in a supermarket right now, sees me, doesn't like my skin color, I don't know, whatever, rushes me, I'm backing up. I'm not going to do the old move out the way, Olay, and push on the ground that Pedro did. I'm not going to do that. He's old. You know, read the room. Yeah. I I get it. Big time. You're not playing that day, Pedro. Were you fearful of your life? He could have gone after his pitching arm. You don't know. His old ass wobbling over there. Could have grabbed onto it and pulled it out of socket or something. Nah, I hope Pedro I went know. to the funeral and had some words. Nobody probably would have been able to understand them, but yeah, that's probably, still, that's probably true. I love, I do love me some Pedro <laughs> Martinez, I and I love Don Zimmer. I thought it was, a, I thought that was a great little little clash. All right, uh, so remember, go to hornfm.com, follow along on the bracket challenge powered by Allstat. I am posing no threat. I am in like 188th place. Zay is in the what are you 30 something? 38. Zay's within like five points of the overall lead here. So yeah, me and Harge. Yeah, uh, Mike Harge and Zay, they're doing well. By the way, I was wrong. I got three of the four. I got Miami, Xavier, and Texas in the region, but I did pick – oh, see, I picked Iowa over Auburn. Interesting. How about that? Should have gone What's with that. It's not eight. bad. It's 8-9. Man, after you, even after a decade or so, I'm still not fully programmed into the SEC. How about that? You should have just picked Auburn. Yeah. Come on, Chad. What are you doing? Um, all right. So we got all that going on, and uh, you can keep up with your bracket there. There's also something called a busted bracket there. If you go in and you've already screwed up your bracket, or you want to, I think you can fill it out from now to the end. Just go double check it uh, there. Uh, and I'm not sure if there's an additional prize. I'll try to find out. But there's at least additional something maybe you can fill out and feel good about yourself. All right. Speaking of feeling good about yourself, he's not going to get this record. Let's tell you why. Plus some great news from the sports medical world. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just. Think of a bag of crap. All right. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I I hope I don't come off as just the cantankerous old man here, but I sort of 
like the fact that Antoine Davis of, what is it, Detroit Mercy? Is that the school? Yes. I kind of like the fact that if he didn't pass Pete Maravich in the conference tournament and their 14 and 19, that they probably shouldn't get invited to the postseason. It kind of makes sense to me. But what we've found out now, Antoine is kind of complaining about it because from what he's hearing, people contacted the CBI to tell them not to invite Detroit Mercy. Now, if that's happening, Zay, I do have a problem with that. you got to find something better to do with your life than contact the CBI. I don't even care why you're contacting the CBI. Leave it alone. They posted pictures of Pete and Antoine like they were going to embrace the story. Antoine's school would have paid 20 thousand dollars. They would have gotten in. He needed four points. Which is a lot for Detroit Mercy. Which is a lot for them. Yeah. He would have gotten in, poured in five or more in a game, we assume, and he would have passed Pete Maravich. We all would have put kind of a little mental asterisk on it and moved on with our lives. I could have lived with that version. So it's silly to me that anybody would have cared that much. But the CBI then doesn't invite them. So the CBI, I can't believe I'm about to say this sentence, the CBI caved to social media pressure, I guess, and then the College Hoops postseason eight, don't even know what that is, they didn't invite them either, so now it's official, he will not pass Pete Maravich. Which again, I'm kind of glad because I wanted it to, if you're going to pass Pete, I want it to feel bigger than this, Zay. I want it to feel bigger than... I'd have said this if it was NIT. I want it to be in the in the tournament or in a conference tournament. This is Pete Maravich, and it's a fifty-plus year record. I just I'm I'm kind of glad that when somebody does finally pass it, I, I, I'm it's not going to be this guy who would have been in, on a fourteen and nineteen team in a blech, postseason tournament. Hopefully, it can be in a more legit space later on. Yeah, and I think both have their pros and cons with my man at Detroit Mercer like five years he's been in college basketball but averaging over 25 points a game in all five years and putting himself in position where he can almost pass Pete Maravich that's impressive but it took him five years while Pete Maravich on the other hand three years no three-point line Right. But he was playing in an era where guys at halftime were smoking cigarettes and had the black lung and uh, spitting knew, out tobacco. I knew black let's, lung was coming. I knew the black lung let's just keep it real. was on the let's way. Just, let's just keep it real, guys. Yeah. You know, they weren't taking care of themselves like you see now. Okay. So both have their pros and cons. They're both very impressive. My man at Detroit Mercer, that's some serious bucket getting. And as far as the tournament's not allowing them to get in, they need all the publicity they could get. This makes no sense to yeah, me. Yeah, why wouldn't you just invite them anyway? You invite them. You say, yeah, we want this guy because now people are going to be watching. Like We're, we're going to be shown on ESPN. You finally get attention? Yes! I don't understand why they wouldn't have invited him. That should have been automatic. That is so weird. All right, the other quick story today. Uh, shout out to Martina Navratilova, one of my favorite uh, athletes of all time. She announced... She is cancer-free. She was battling throat and breast cancer. All the way back in 2010, she had a, a bout with a, a, a non-invasive form of breast cancer. Still says there's some, some you know, treatment to, to, to do, but right now they, says Mar- they say Martina 
is cancer-free. So great to hear. Um, as I said when I found out about it, man, if there's one athlete, if there's one person that I thought could beat cancer, even multiple kinds of cancer at once, it is Martina Navratilova. So great to hear that about Martina. Coming up next, let's hear uh, about the tournament. Scott Spinelli, host of the Breakdown on the Believe Network. He's joined us a couple times during a lead-up to the tournament and in once the tournament started. Now let's see what he thinks of the Sweet 16. How far does he think Texas is going to go? We'll also ask about Houston. Houston and some of those other teams that he's really liked, like Miami and Creighton. That is next on The Horn.